Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we have a good episode for you guys today. We got a topic to cover. Only good. Only good. There's... Usually you go great. Is it great? Yeah. Usually oh, so... we got Sorry, a really guys, got good a, or a pretty great. great pretty great just, episode just for you guys good. today. It's we got mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a pretty good podcast, I guess we could say. Um, I was thinking, what's after hypercar? Oh. We have we have like hot rod, we've got sports car, <laughs> supercar, uh-huh. hypercar. Right. Because we got the hypercar class now. Yeah, we have the hypercar. What's uh, after hypercar though? Because with hypercars, there's IMSA. hypercars out there. What right. What's a hypercar hypercar? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Should we go through the th- thesaurus and just to figure well, out another mean, word? Hyper just means like full of energy, right? It just means. Uh, no, it means like much because. You're hyperactive is where you, the word you're, you're thinking yes, of. Yes, you're very active. Right. So, so when you say someone's car. hyper, you're actually, that's like shorthand for saying they're hyperactive. Okay. So, so it's very car. Very car. Yeah. Very car. Yeah. Much car. Very car. So <laughs> very good. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much, much car. Very car. Oh, so good. So good. Hold on. We could have, uh, yeah, no, none of these even work. I just Googled synonyms for hyper. Just look up super duper in the in the thesaurus and see what we <laughs> spirited peppy car yeah no none of these so hypercar it is all right so Soup, have we reached yeah. the end hypercar is it marvelous car sensational car marv car marv. <laughs> <laughs> no that's just a guy named marv right, that's so his car is, i'm i'm i want to get to the point of i'm getting really tired of supercars and hypercars because you experience them so much. There's so much. And it's used to what? be this thing where there's... No, I'm, jo- I'm being facetious. Oh, no. How are you tired of them when it's, oh, yeah, I, all well, I do I've... is drive hypercars all day? Because there's... Okay, let me get to the point here. <laughs> a, must, a Tesla Model S now yeah. out accelerates for IF40. Right. Uh, it's... But, uh, Tesla is not okay. a supercar. No, but it's the used to be kind of like a performance was part of it, right? Kay. Because at the time when a Ferrari F40 was coming out, people were driving around Plymouth Acclaims, right? I mean, so we have to have like True. this. There's this huge breadth but of contrast. you've heard even in advertising like, oh, it's supercar performance. They're not calling their car a supercar. They're saying it has one of the qualities no of a supercar. No cars in 1989 had supercar performance. <laughs> unless it was like a 911 Turbo or something like that, uh, yeah. which is kind of close to a supercar. That's the supercar. everyday supercar. That It's been called the everyday okay, supercar. Fi- okay, fine. But you See? didn't have a regular guy driving around with supercar performance. <laughs> it's just like, it just doesn't happen. No, but my point is, yes, you can have a car faster than a supercar. That doesn't make it a supercar necessarily. No, it but just it, has one of the attributes of a supercar. No, which but means like, that a supercar is defined by multiple attributes. Yes, it is. And I want to get there. But it's this seems kind of like we're pouring decaf in the caffeinated coffee. Right, it just seems like it's like the no. If anything, had, opposite. If anything, you're saying now all the bland regular coffee that was decaf, now the supercar pot that is highly caffeinated is yes. hyper caffeinated. That's actually just trickling over now into yes, other but cars. Now there's less coffee in the caffeinated <laughs> section, which, no, which is actually not true. It's actually yeah. There's a lot more it's, coffee. Here's what's happening. It's overflowing into the. Coffee. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you're all about. You're in the analogy guy. Yeah, yeah. So you I came up com- with this. I think it comes down to price, performance, and exclusivity. Okay. Is that kind of you're missing the big one? Ostentatious. Yes. It's gotta be. <laughs> you, do you like supercars, Jake? It's gotta be ostentatious. I think as electric has come along. I think it's the shape actually. So much shape? of it is the design and the shape. It has to because look aerodynamic, a- aerodynamically impossible. <laughs> sure. It has to. But no, you know what I mean? Like when you look at a car, it could even be, how about this? Can you have a supercar without supercar performance? Because if that's just one attribute, if it ticks all the so other boxes. So you're wondering if a Fiero kit car is a supercar. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that is not. Because it doesn't have, because it's based off a regular car, I would oh, say. Okay. But what if you have a Lamborghini? So you're talking about a Honda NSX. Actually, kind of. Yeah. So is a Honda NSX considered a supercar? Because it wasn't yes. really that fast. You know, it was But it has the engine in the right spot. It yeah. looks like it. Yes. It's does exclusive. It make it, does it make it does it make it a bad supercar? Because it's a supercar, but it's a bad supercar. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking more like you have I've a... never driven an NSX, but I remember Jeremy Clarkson going, What is this thing? Oh really? Just, just bland. like what is it? It's just it's I don't think they're slow. I think they're like three hundred. I mean, it is a Camry. Like it just has the Camry engine in the wrong spot, and right. then looks like a supercar. Yeah, I don't think they have a ton of horsepower. They handle well. They've got good brakes. And they, how about they this? Here's have an analogy. Look. But that fits your analogy perfectly. Yes, it does. So, is it a supercar? Yes or no? Yes, it is. Okay, it's just a supercar without a, like really good supercar performance. It's a bad supercar. 
Or you could have a Lamborghini with a Volkswagen engine in it, like a GTI engine would not make it supercar performance, but you would still call that a supercar. Just because of how it looks. Yes. You are so focused on looks. We're going back to last week. <laughs> it's not surprising. Because <laughs> an M5 has supercar performance, but it is not a supercar. look, but it doesn't. So the look is probably the most important I would say thing. the most important thing. I would thing. agree, but it can't Sound be. Sound is there. You okay. could have a supercar that sounds terrible. So is the i8 a supercar? Hmm. It's got like that 300, one, yeah. something, around 300 horsepower, whatever. They Ooh, move out okay. That one's, they look like a supercar. It it's all carbon fiber. Ex- oh, here's a different. Is an exotic car different than a supercar? Is a supercar part of an exotic car class, but so not all exotic cars what, are supercars? What would you consider an exotic car? Because I would say probably like... Is a Maybach a, of, a supercar? Right. Or I'm sorry, an, an exotic, exotic car? car? I think it is. Is exotic I just, think exotics are overarching special? in supercar. Uh-huh. So now we're getting into like the Venn diagram. So you have like, And then hypercars are in the supercar circle, but they're a smaller portion I think you have, uh, you have exotic cars probably have really expensive African wood on the dash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they don't have uh, a spoiler. Okay, can there you go. A, does yeah, it yeah. have wood on the dash? Then well, it's, an it's not a supercar, so but that, it's exotic. Does that make my car exotic? Is it an exotic no. car? As we'll get to later, they do cost a lot of money now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so I wanted to... Get, I want to touch on your little your statement of there's a lot of coffee, right? It's over. There, yeah, there is a lot of supercar coffee. Here's a few notable supercars, modern ones that you've never heard of that are made or in production of being made. Okay, the Hispano Suiza Carmen. Oh yeah, my neighbor is one of those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 115 years ago, Damien Matau and Eric Bergit. Oh, I'm, I'm slaughtering that name. Founded a car company in Barcelona called Hispano Suiza. After a rather lengthy hiatus, a.k.a. yesterday, Hispano Suiza is back with an all-new model named after Carmen Matu, the granddaughter of the founder and mother of the current president. I mean, that's what you give your daughter, right? Is you just buy a buy a nameplate and make a supercar out of it and name it after your daughter? I mean, that's where the Lotus Elise came from, you know. Yeah, but the Lotus was- Elise is like 60 grand. This thing is not 60 grand. None of yeah. these things have prices. They just all have, uh, this is a fully electric luxury hypercar with styling that's influenced by Ooh, early Hispano Suiza models. It has two electric motors, one on each rear wheel. This generates 1,000 horsepower. Horsepower? Uh, horsepower. <laughs> I almost said Hertz power. <laughs> Which that's oh, actually, oh, it's yes, Hertz power. It's not horsepower, it's Hertz power. power. There is <laughs> another car called the Arc Fox. What? The uh, Chinese car company made a splash at the Geneva Motor Show when debuting the production version of its exotic all-electric GT sports car. It's four motors uh, and a 1,000 horsepower and is said to reach 62 miles per hour in 2.5 seconds. Here's what's kind of a misnomer is horsepower for electric motors is not a direct correlation. Like we've talked about this, that like to measure power from an electric motor, it's watts versus horsepower. So they have to do a conversion and say, well, it's about a thousand horsepower. Okay. So it's, I'm sorry. Well, it's somewhere between 800 and 1200 horsepower. Is that Hertz power? Hertz power. Yeah. Let's just use Hertz power. Uh, I like that. It's supposed to hold 1.5 Gs. It was designed, tested, and produced by Art Fox in Spain. Art Fox. You can look up the pictures of these if you want. Is that like a really, like a really Arctic fox. Wow. Yeah. 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 Those, I thought you said art fox. I thought it was like a very artistic like fox. Like Firefox, but like a derivative. Um, no, he's Draco, just like, he's an artiste, you know. <laughs> the Draco GTE uh, Draco. built in Silicon Valley. They want of you to course. know this. Um, unlike other supercars, the Draco GTE has room for four people. So is that eliminated as a hypercar supercar if it has more than two seats? Mm, it might actually. Yeah, does, that, does that kill it for you? Well, because the turbo has four seats and that's the everyday supercar. Right. So there are exceptions to that rule. But it's got a caveat of every day. They're adding right. a, they're adding a, a modifier right. to the word. Okay. Well, the I eight has four seats, which I've proven are usable for an adult my size. <laughs> well, that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> to haul all the additional weight of those extra two people, this one gets four motors and delivers twelve hundred hertz power. Mm-hmm. We're calling it hertz power right now. Sure, we're talking absolutely. about combustion engines, yep. horsepower. No, I like we're it. talking about electric power, it's hertz power. Uh, the dendrobium, dendro, dendrobium. <laughs> and that's dendrobium? one word. That's Den- one word that dendrobium? he's trying to say. <laughs> that's like got to be some metal or something. The British startup took over the D1 electric hypercar that was originally conceived by Singaporean firm Vanda Electrics. <laughs> 
The dendrobium has since further is it a developed. rule? This thing sounds like it's out of Star Trek. Well, it's like, is it a rule that if you have an electric car company, it has to just sound stupid. really super it's futuristic? It's like the future, dude. Yeah. It's gotta be the future. The dendrobium is a rare metal mined on the moon. No. <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Okay, I was no, like, wait, really? Dendrobium has since I like I don't believe it's made out of that, but maybe that is a name <laughs> of a material from the moon. I don't know. They've, they've since further developed the car <laughs> and even brought in McLaren F1 designer Peter Stevens to help with the car's aerodynamics. The car is still a prototype, but it's estimated to have 1800 hertz power, the ability to reach 60 <laughs> miles per hour in 2.7 seconds and have a top speed of over 200, which honestly who cares anymore? Yeah. The A-Spark Owl. The, marks, the makers of the A-Spark Owl claim it will be the quickest in the world to hit 60 miles per hour. Just 1.69 seconds. Tires have not been invented yet. That will allow the car to do this. There's well, no way. The tire technology. No. The, the Tesla Roadster basically said 1.9 is the limit for traction, and that's why they have to use the thrusters. And I highly doubt that's going to be thrusters. possible. Thrusters. This is possible. Let's say it's possible due to four electric motors producing a total of 1,985 hertz power and 470 feet pound feet of hertz torque. Only 50 of the $3.6 million cars will be produced, and the company had planned on delivering them in mid-2020, but COVID. Okay. <laughs> What's the common thread here? They're all super futuristic sounding. They're all the same. Yeah. Every single one of these cars is the same. And when you think of the best supercars ever, the Ferrari F40, the 959, the F50, Carrera GT, Veyron, Countach, yeah. Saline S7, yeah. Pagani Zonda, uh, the Aventador, Murcielago, all of these really wild, the Maserati MC12, all these cars. Yeah. They, they just, there's a ton, right? There's a ton. But what's the thing? They're all different. They look the part. But yep. they look different. A lot of these other cars look the same. They have different types of dive drivetrains. They have different types of... Except for the MC12 and the Enzo. That was the same car. Uh, yes, but they have different types of drivetrains, different yes. types of uh, aspiration, naturally aspirated, right. supercharged. Yeah, look at a turbo. 959 versus the F40. We've done that comparison. Wildly different, uh, both turbocharged, however. Um, I could go on and on. The common thread here is, is, is they're very, very different. And you imagine this would be like, uh, now you live in a society where... Um, this is current hypercar times, right? Okay. You live in a society where all the pretty women look exactly the same. How would you know, even know which one to choose? It's the most diluted, terrible experience. Do you as a car still enthusiast. have ugly girls? I don't know. Well, even if you do have ugly girls, how do you know how much better looking the other ones are? I don't know, you no just contrast. pick one of those, not the ugly girls. Yeah, I suppose that's just what you <laughs> that's just what you would do. I'm just saying that you have this Chris, everything it doesn't matter, it's, it's all about boring. personality. It's what if their personality is all the same because they all have Hertz <laughs> Well, actually, they will. that's a good analogy because they are all going to be bland personalities. There are no personalities. Terrible. The saying goes, when every car is a supercar, no car will be. And I don't have an attribution for that. I've, I've heard it before. I don't have an attribution for it, but that's, I like that's that. the theory. And it's a, almost a pity. There's that no contrast. These, none. None. And it's so easy. Electric motors, I know everybody's like, oh, well, you've got controllers. and, and Give me a break. It's a it's a it's a wound copper motor. Okay, you can change the software a little bit, but over the course of the next ten years, are we really going to develop some sort of mystical new way to design an electric motor? No. The no. only thing that could be revolutionary is the batteries. Or batteries. That system. Um, also, uh, if we can find a way to get magnetics in, I think might be interesting to see if we can have magnets help out with things. Well, an, sure. an electric motor is. A I'm magnet. just talking about reducing friction. Like with gearing and stuff like that, you can have mag magnetic gears. I was watching this super cool. Thing. <laughs> yeah. it, but it eliminates friction. The gears don't touch each other. Okay. And it's, it's super cool. We could maybe get some. Well, a lot of these motors aren't geared at all because you don't need a transmission. That's true. There's just direct drive, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So that's completely pointless and right. stupid that I even brought it up. Um, <laughs> so, and this has been overcrest. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about magnetic gears. It sounds interesting. It does. So the Kia EV6, which is. Um, yeah, we saw new, that. Their new thing. Looks their good. New, yeah, it looks fine. I don't have a size contrast for it yet. I don't have a Oh, right. Is it a like, minivan? Is know. it a hatchback? Is it? It's a render in a rendered environment. I don't know. How big is that house? <laughs> is that house in San Rafael or is it in, uh, is it in Alabama? I don't right. know. It's the yeah. size of the house. You have no idea how big this thing actually is. You know, scale right. is really important. Yes, it is. And you know what's so weird you bring that up is the Macan doesn't look that big. And the reason people are calling it hot hatch because it has 21 inch wheels and that throws off your perception of scale right. a lot. Totally. Because we're used to like 15 inch wheels on a 911 and then you look at the new 911 and if they weren't next to each other, you'd go, oh yeah, that looks about the same size. It's no. because everything is inflated. It's, massive. it's absolutely 
massive. So this new Kia EV6 is going to have a bunch of different versions. Okay. They're going to have like a super cheap version for people that don't give a shit about cars, but they're also going to have a performance version. Okay. Zero to 60 in this car projected. Nobody's obviously, nobody's driven this yet. 3.5 seconds. Wow. 3.5 seconds. That's pretty quick. That's faster than a Porsche Taycan 4S, which is 3.8 seconds. Yeah. My 400 horsepower M5 is like 4.9 seconds. Wow. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm just saying the gas. So it has supercar performance, Chris. It has supercar performance. And I just, it's kind of ruining the supercar hypercar thing for me. You guys send us an email, send us a message, let us know what you think. You guys agree with me or not. I'd like to hear your feedback on I really wish, we've talked about this and beaten this to a dead horse. I really wish hybrids were a thing. And I wish you had just small combustion engines that gave it some sort of personality, right? And then you can still have your electric drivetrain in there. You can even be all electric if you want to. The different drivetrains really did. Like, think of an old school 911 that has a hybrid system. You still have the sound. I have an analogy for you. What's that? Imagine you have a favorite sandwich. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, what's your favorite sandwich? Ooh, I'm thinking probably just like a BLT. Okay, a BLT. Yeah. What if you have a BLT and a club and Uh a grilled cheese, Uh and you've got uh, Italian sandwiches, tuna fish sandwich, chicken salad sandwich, all these different kinds of sandwiches out there. Huge breadth of different sandwiches, Right. right? Let's say someone could make a sandwich that's way better than a BLT. Right. But it's the only sandwich you're ever going to have again. Right. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have the best sandwich you'll ever eat? Or would you rather have the variety of choosing a bunch of different sandwiches? Right. Which one would you want? You want the variety. Right. Because you wouldn't want to be stuck on a desert island eating the same sandwich for the rest <laughs> of your life. And that's exactly what's happening with these cars. Chris. We're all getting the same drivetrain in every single car. There's nothing that separates them except for how they look, which is giant, fat, fucking eggs that's what they all are your car's an egg I, this kia thing it's an egg they're all eggs it's an it's an electric except egg for no with a lot of power the horse the now you have me just saying hertz power damn it no all this the new supercars though they won't look like eggs i bet because again it's all about the look uh, they're gonna look like also Easter your eggs. analogy about <laughs> they're gonna look like easter eggs, easter you're gonna eggs. Have oh they're, yeah they're just they're designed, designed, they're, yeah. yeah your analogy about the sandwiches yeah. Are you married? I am married. To one woman? I am. You're faithful? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there goes your analogy. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. you know, the thing is, is there's, there's a lot of different ways to make this sandwich. <laughs> this, this sandwich will, can rearrange itself and do a lot of really interesting things. Uh-huh. I can tell you so that So it's right like now. a crossover. I'm, this, Man, I love You're this welcome. This, there's all kinds of condiments. There's all kinds of modifiers. It's it uh-huh. sandwiches. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. So right. this news episode about sandwiches is brought to you by our Patreons. And I just want to take a second to thank everybody that signed up. Um, couldn't do that. Do this without you. We keep this episode sponsored by you guys, so you guys can have something that you feel is yours. And this episode is yours. And you guys can sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash overcrest. It's super easy. You can listen to the podcast there. You can download the new episodes right away when we put them up. You know, they're they're there. You're smiling. You're still laughing about the sandwich thing <laughs> in your head. I just have so many damn jokes that are inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you can download Chris, the Patreon Chris, app. And you can, Chris, oh, have you God. ever taken your sandwich and flipped it around and eaten the other side first? <laughs> what, what about cutting the crust off? <laughs> Just so you have it nice and bare, you don't uh-huh. have to worry about it. Yeah, that. no, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, no, believe me, I got you. Yep. Okay, continue. Uh, Patreon. Uh, great sports show. <laughs> right, you we, can eat your sandwich outside, too, sometimes. You can. You could maybe sneak a sandwich into a theater. Yep. And no one would know. Right, we got to stop. Okay. We're so far off. Patreon.com slash Overcrest. It's very, very easy. You can download the app. You can listen to the show there. Release all the episodes early. It's five bucks, 10 bucks, 25 bucks. And I just want to take a second to recognize everybody that signed up in the last month. I know I haven't done this in a while. I'll try to be better at it. $25 level, Daniel Mizanet, Alan Myers, and Brad. $10 level, Zach Hrovat, David Aubrey. $5, Colin, Nate, Matthew, Henry, Jay, Andrew, and Jason. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. We could not do this without you. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it, it's awesome. I can't believe people are 
you know, that we're still doing this. Three years later, we're still hanging out and doing this podcast. It's and awesome. People are it's so show. fun. And we're putting out these exclusive episodes for guys and it's just setting out T-shirts. And Jess is in the midst of boxing up like 150 things. And she's super <laughs> mad at me that I asked her to do this. We're, I'm actually, uh, we're going to pay her to box everything yes, that's up. that's fine. That is 100%. I feel really bad because it's, yes. she is suffering right now, boxing everything <laughs> up for the Patreons. All right. Yes. News. Chris. Yes. Some guys even like to share their sandwich. Oh, no, no. I'm a, I have to not like to share my sandwich. I don't share food. No, 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 no. If you like to share your sandwich, you can just, you can just keep that to yourself. Oh, my God. This is the best analogy I've ever come up with in my whole life. Although I do let people drive my car. If anybody wants to drive the car, they can drive the car. Okay. Anybody wants to drive the wife, not so much. No, no okay. we're just going to leave that. There. All right. Yep. So, um, Haggerty, uh-huh. I'm just kind of rub this in your face a little bit. Haggerty thinks the M5 may be hotter than we ever thought. The digital ink reading new arrival on the 2003 BMW M5's online listing was barely dry when a sold banner took its place. Someone out there clicked on the 33,157-mile, first 3,000-mile car first from of all, 2003. Here's the thing. You're either an asshole, you're a coward, yep. or you're dead. Those are the only three people that would own an M5 with 3,000 miles on it. I've put... Or one, you I put bought, almost one third that on mine already in less than a week. What about a guy? Do you think there's ever a guy that buys two of them? One that he just sits on, the other one he just drives the heck out of? What a waste. I don't care. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like having a sandwich still in the wrapper up yeah, on the shelf you know, I was thinking, while you I was eat the other one. Steak. I was like, it's like putting a steak in the freezer forever. Yeah. Just thinking, well, I'll get to that steak as it's getting freezer burned. And, well, and no, just, it's an appreciating steak. Oh, it's, yeah. Obviously. It's well-aged. All right, so this is uh, one year from the final production of the Vaunted E39. Uh, if that strikes you at a, a bit steep, you aren't alone. What do you think it sold for? I'll tell you. $199,990. Just because the guy didn't want to spend the 10 bucks to make it 200 grand. Wow. Apparently. Um, it's nearly double the current number one, which in number one condition, which in Hagerty Talk is Concours or best in the world value of $108,000. According to the latest market Okay, so they actually valued it at $108,000. Yeah, Hagerty has valuation tools. If you go on their website, you can type in. Even that is ridiculous. Almost double. The price is even more eyebrow-raising outside of the U.S. market context. The U.K. Hagerty price guide doesn't yet list the E39 M5, which is strange, but its condition one value in the U.S. is equivalent of around 78,000 British pounds, even that's comfortably above what excellent examples sell for in the UK. As hmm. of the time of writing, the most expensive we can find is a black car, erroneously listed as a 2009, with 30, erroneous. erroneously, <laughs> how dare you, uh, 32,900 miles for 41,000 pounds in London, with 52,000 mile car in Leeds for 35,000 pounds, and you can add maybe 15% to these prices. Mm-hmm. Another, a 2001 with 60,000 miles is shortly uh, to go to auction, and that guy's like, licking his chops right now <laughs> no kidding so that's the two hundred thousand dollar question if we were to let loose with that kind of money on to spend on bmw metal would you consider leaving one with the set of, would you what would you what do, are you reading i i can't read this it's, that's poorly written so would you do this would you no no of course not i wouldn't buy the one you bought for the amount of money you bought that is much less than that much less <laughs> much <laughs> less much less than that but it does make me feel pretty good about what i paid yeah. And the general sentiment of the car. We were right, though, when we talked about this, and it's just now there's this swell. Yeah, These it's, cars it's in this time frame, enthusiast cars that people yearned for back in the day when they were younger and now maybe can't afford, well, maybe not, Yeah, that they're going to get much more popular. It's one of the reasons why I bought mine when I did. I said, you know what? It's I only going to think I don't think there'll ever be another opportunity for me to buy one. True. I just didn't think there would be. That and it probably is a good investment. All right, so, Chris, Volkswagen of America issued a statement. You know what sucks? What? I feel bad thinking about it that way. I mean, I'm still driving the thing. I put 700, 800 miles on it. Right. And I'm not going to not drive it. No. But I am like, well, it's worth money. I better up the insurance, blah, 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 blah. I hate doing that. I hate it. It sucks. Yeah. When I call them, I call them up and said, yeah, I want to value this thing $25,000, dollars okay. I'm going to have to call them up and be like, uh, yeah, maybe more like 30, 35. Or more just absurd or more it's absurd i don't dumb <laughs> anyways back to sandwiches yes <laughs> all right what, what else have we got in the news i got so many other things I yeah that. Leave it alone. all right uh volkswagen issued a statement this last week saying that it would change its brand name to volkswagen 
to stress its commitment to electric vehicles and in a, its future. What was your immediate thought was, oh, come on. Stupid. The stupidest thing. And And then you look at the date. You're like, oh, it's the 28th or the 29th. Yeah, it's not April April Fool's yet. yet. And here's what's terrible. I'll go into the details in the timeline. But they doubled down on this. They did. They had so many journalists and media outlets reaching out saying, okay, is this true? That they set out another press release, basically doubling down and confirming, yes, this is real. Yes, this has happened. On Tuesday, however. They treated the entire world like a focus group. Yeah, basically. pretty much. <laughs> pretty no, much I don't like, think it was ever their intent. No, but once everybody said it was stupid, everybody was everybody revolted and said this is yeah. But ah, if you revolted, think it's it's <laughs> revolted, it's the, everybody said this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Maybe they went, oh, maybe. No, I don't think they ever intended for it to be true. You're thinking if everyone was like, oh, that's kind of cool and clever, they would have just been like, you they know had, what? Yes. Did you look at the press release? It no. looks pretty. Yeah, we're gonna do the best. So you're here. thinking we're, they just. They intended so stupid. No, I can't imagine it being real. But as of Tuesday, the company admitted the supposed name change was an early April Fool's Day joke. Mark Giles, a company spokesperson, confirmed uh, actually earlier Tuesday that the statement had been a. Oh no, that was late Tuesday that the statement had been a pre-April Fool's Day joke. After having insisted Monday that the release was legitimate and the name change was accurate, journalists asked, "Yes, hey, is this for real?" Yes, and they said. Yeah, it is. Exactly. The company's false statement was distributed again early Tuesday, saying the brand name change reflected the shift to a more battery electric future with vehicles. And like you said, like it, they doubled down on official statements. Volkswagen's intentionally fake news release, highly unusual for a major public company, coincides with its efforts to repair its image and try to recover from, obviously, Dieselgate scandal when it cheated on government emission tests. Which we will talk about on Monday. That's right, we will. Uh, The company's fake news release leaked on Monday and then repeated in a mass email to reporters on Tuesday resulted in articles about the name change in multiple media outlets, including the Associated Press. I am friends with a journalist. Who was lied to. Yes. And he's pissed. I was going to get to this. The fact that (laughs) it's the whole market has gone crazy, says one guy, and we need to throw a pretty clear line in the sand about what is permissible and what is not permissible. They also talked about how should the SEC be involved? Because guess what? Their stock actually rose with this news 5%. I'm not sure why. Wow, those but dumb Americans are going to love this. Exactly. Yeah. So their stock rose and they go, oops, just kidding. Which, okay, was that SEC fraud? It's just, it's terrible. Um, Any news is good news when it comes to the stock market like this. I mean, this yeah. is a, this, how does this make the stock Here's market Here's the biggest issue. The renaming was designed to be an announcement in the spirit of April Fool's Day, but for a company that already has credibility problems, this is really a strange move. Yeah, I would say right? so. I would say so, absolutely. Yeah, the media was absolutely pissed about this just because they said, okay, you know what? We won't like report that this isn't real until after you come out, but just tell us, like, is this legitimate? Should we be reporting on this? And they're like, yes, absolutely, 100%, doubling down, releasing more press releases. Every major media outlet covered it, and then just, oh, just kidding. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. It was a really dumb move. That's all I can say. All right, the automotive industry and the union auto workers are all over Biden to give them the free money. They deserve. <laughs> okay. Major automakers, parts companies, and the United Auto Workers Union. I doubt they said it like that, Chris. No, they, they didn't. But that's basically what they're saying. Um, urged U.S. President Joe Biden to support a comprehensive plan on electric vehicles and called for hefty government tax credits and numerous other financial incentives. What would you call tax credits and other financial incentives? I would call that free money. What, what would you call it? The request made in a single-page letter dated March 29th come as Biden is set to unveil on Wednesday his $3 trillion-plus infrastructure proposal that could include significant support for manufacturing and charging electric vehicles. $3 trillion. $3 trillion. That's a lot of money. $3 trillion. That's insane. Nobody's ever heard of anything like this. We need a comprehensive plan that takes the present market realities into consideration, said the letter, which was seen by Reuters. Neither the current trajectory of consumer adoption of EVs nor existing levels of federal support for supply and demand side policies is sufficient to meet our goal of net zero carbon transportation wow. future. Okay, here's the line I get out of that. Okay, The current trajectory of consumer adoption. So they're saying, look, consumers don't want this. So let's just spend a bunch of money to force them yeah, to want it. Yeah, let's spend a bunch of money on tax credits to make sure this happens because we're rejiggering everything. You need to make the people do this or we're going to be 
right? That's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. Um, and that's been going on for, for years. Uh, the United Auto Workers Union And not president, just with the auto industry, but yes. No, well, there's a yes, but type of stuff that people do, right? Well, yes, but the oil industry's gotten subsidies. Okay, that's wrong, too. Yeah, you're right. So we don't have to we don't have to divvy it up and say, well, obviously these types of subsidies and tax credits are wrong. We should give them to the oil industry. No. How about we just don't do that? Can we just not do that? Can we just not redistribute tax dollars to companies that are worth billions? Yeah. Can we not? Can we not do that, please? I it's interesting and timely because I got in kind of this little like not argument, but conversation with my wife yesterday about like, I don't like taxes and I hate taxes and people getting our money. And she's like, okay. You don't hate taxes. What you hate are people making decisions for you on where your tax money goes. Well, that's what we elect people for. Exactly. So I understand that. That's I'm not anti-tax, all right? I understand taxes are necessary, but I don't think we need to be giving them, giving them to com- companies that are worth billions of dollars I agree. in order to steer the country or uh, economic or climate policy in a certain direction. Don't like it. I do uh, like infrastructure on its face. I like good roads. I like some other things <laughs> i like some other things he says united auto workers union president rory gamble hey they were sweeping name for gamble a- <laughs> yeah they were sweeping all the roads in my neighborhood it's about i time, like right? those tax dollars yes well those are local uh he also signed the letter said in a separate statement to reuters workers will disproportionately suffer if we do not get it right the reality oh. is that we have a long way to go in terms of battery tech refueling infrastructure and importantly market demand in order to successfully make this transition now he had me he had me when he said, workers will disproportionately suffer if we don't get it right. Right. Yes, absolutely. If We've <laughs> talked about this. There There's is, not as much. There is no getting it right for the people that are working in Detroit or Ohio. There's no getting it right. You're going to lose your job. It's going to happen. Cars are way simpler. We've talked about this a million times. You're eliminating at least 25 million different systems from these cars. Cooling systems, oil systems, right. brakes. You don't need brakes. You don't need to design. All these things that you don't need to design anymore are gone, all right? So you need different cooling systems, but the component No, you you're, the list. air conditioning system is often used to cool the batteries. Right. So that's that's, a, that's single, a cooling system. Yeah, but you don't have an additional cooling system. I know. Yeah, okay? it's so simplified. That, everything is becoming much simpler. You're going to need less suppliers, everything like this. All these companies that supply uh not when they put a car together at GM, yeah. they don't build everything for the car in no, that of course factory, not. right? It's all suppliers and stuff like that. Um Meanwhile, the Biden administration has redefined what infrastructure actually means. We used to this think is it, confusing. To yeah, me. it's confusing to me as well. But I mean, surprise. We used to think of it as roads and bridges, right? You think we That's have what shovel ready jobs, infrastructure, we roads knew, and bridges. Hey, joking aside, we knew bridges needed to be updated. Yeah, of course. They always do. Bridges are forever, especially when you cover them with salt every single year. Yes. You know, we're going to be constantly, constantly uh, rolling over roads, bridges, infrastructure, sure. stuff like that. Money needs to be spent there. Okay, I'm I'm not. That's fine, right? That's fine. Even from a libertarian standpoint, my roads, right? I mean, that's that's always the thing to say. What about my roads? You've got to have tax dollars for roads. Yeah, we have tax dollars for roads. Fine. Okay, infrastructure. I get it. Swelling. I I had the same conversation last night actually, and I was like, well, make everything a toll road. That's the true libertarian way. (laughs) That's that's, that's true. Uh, Or we have usage taxes, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Swelling to three trillion, or even four trillion biden's new package proposes a massive investment on par with franklin roosevelt's new deal mm-hmm. which was the uh the farm they bailed out farms and they invented social security stuff like that a lot of people think it ended the great depression but it did not it actually prolonged the great depression um you also have uh, lyndon have. johnson's great society which introduced the war on poverty which uh is obviously a war that has been lost because we still have the war on poverty uh however many years later um taken together the administration's approach is transforming the old ideas of infrastructure investment into a 21st 21st century concept that includes developing human capital okay so we're going to develop human capital now. So we're not just doing broads, bridges. Broads? You know, are those broads, like, are broads. those roads that for the bros? <laughs> yeah, they're super great roads. They're lo- right alongside the hot boy sidewalks. <laughs> Again, I don't understand why you're attracted to the guys with the, the BMWs that are modified. The, we saw like a dude get out of a car yesterday. That, it was a lowered Volkswagen with stickers all over it. Yeah. And, and he had like track, blue track pants and like a red like jacket on. And Jess goes, yep, that's a hot boy. Isn't <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. Um, Bernie Sanders says he's talking about physical infrastructure, and we're also talking about human infrastructure. So everything now, Uh everything is about social infrastructure, right? We're talking about climate change, 
uh, we're talking about restructuring society. And you've heard this referred to as the Great Reset. Right. I you, have not heard okay, of this. Okay, so I'm going to show you. The first time the Great Reset was was used as a term was by Justin Trudeau. Okay. And he's the president of our hat. So this is... Our hat. Yes, yeah, Canada. Canada. I know. He's the president of so Canada. So this is a relatively new term and concept. Right, this is a relatively new term and concept. And basically the concept is we're going to use the catastrophe of COVID as a way to restructure society. I'm going to play you the clip of where the president, this is him talking. This isn't like a, a hot mic where he's talking to a buddy in the back of a bar or something. This is him on stage talking to everyone in Canada. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Okay, so we've, we're kind of lumping everything together, right? So we've got pop. We, we've been trying to eliminate poverty. We've been trying to change the social structure. What do you we, mean by social structure? Uh, income inequality, as as it would be, just basically the social the social structure of uh, middle class, upper class, lower class, right? We're trying to rejigger that. Okay, I'm, I don't want to get into what's good, what's bad, whatever. I'm just telling you what's okay. going on. So we have the Great Reset, which is using uh, we're trying to use climate change now, COVID. And uh, this infrastructure bill and all these green jobs, green energy things to work with the Great Reset. And John Kerry, who is the uh, U.S. Special Presidential Envoy envoy for Climate to Joe Biden, says, yes, the Great Reset will happen. And I think it will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. Okay, so we basically have Trudeau saying, hey, COVID, all of this. And this has been kind of repeated now by other politicians who are kind of on board. You look up Great Reset, you can see it's in the news, it's all over the place. If you want to read about it, just look it up. So Great Reset is being used to rejigger society in a way that is being that is more positive to one political side, right? Mm-hmm. So it's being, uh, we're going to reset society. We're going to use it to jump forward, right? So we're, they wanted to do all these things before, but guess what? We had a catastrophe, now we can use this. and As a catalyst. As a catalyst, because we can say, well... People lost their jobs. We need to. We need to. Which funnel. is true. Yeah, but we've already funneled four trillion dollars into bailout bills. We can't just keep doing this, right? You cannot just keep doing. Well, that's it. why they want to restructure, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it is. Now, here's the thing. Why? I'm, I'm okay. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to. I don't want to get into COVID too much. So, how is how will all this be paid for? Right? You and I can talk about it off air. I don't want to get too political. I just wanted to kind of remind everybody what's going on. Why are we spending three or four trillion dollars on infrastructure? Why is infrastructure all of a sudden a social project where we're using it to, to correct inequities in society? Why is that a bad thing? You're implying it's a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? I don't want to get into that. Okay. I, I don't want to. If you, anybody wants to have a personal conversation with me on that, that's fine. This isn't a political podcast. I just, I just want everybody to think about what you can think about is what I tell everybody that wants to learn about this stuff is who benefits. Okay, so you think about, okay, who benefits if we do this? Directly and indirectly. Okay. Who, who does not benefit from this directly and indirectly? So think about, just think about, think about that. And what happens, you know, to, you know who doesn't benefit? Who? My kids. Why not? Because they're going to have to pay for this. This money is not free. So this money just comes out of everybody's pockets. Right? This isn't free money. You can't just, you, you can't just go write checks for with money that doesn't exist, you have to. They have to print the money, which devalues right. a dollar, which causes inflation. Repeat, re- rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So, um, how will this all be paid for? Taxes. Right. Taxes mm-hmm. everywhere. Think of Woody from Toy Story. Right. Taxes, taxes everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> right. Taxes are going to go up. What is the original line? Or what is that? Because that's in a meme. That's know. all I can picture I'm is not. him with Buzz by the shoulder and just like everywhere. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to remember. So. Um, Pete Buttigieg, who is our uh, the previous pothole professional of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> we did talk yeah, about yeah. that. He's the, mayor, he's the mayor from South Bend who now runs the United States Department of Treasury. He's the secretary there. Right. Um, has said... De- Department of Transportation. Sorry, yes. Department of Transportation. Treasury is much different. Yes, much different. Well, I don't know that he'd be any better at that. So he's saying uh, we're, the, the, the gas tax is old-fashioned, right? It's old-fashioned. Yes, it is. Which it is. He says... Someone well, had, someone no, it's not him, it's not old fashioned, but it will become less accurate yes. with more and more electric vehicles. He said that he is a fact. He doesn't want to raise the gas tax because it has a raising the gas tax affects hourly workers the most. Right, wage hourly wage earners 
suffer the most with a gas tax. And we've talked about this before as well. Who can afford all these brand new electric vehicles? It's not going to be the no, lower class. No. And here's the thing. These trillions of dollars, there's not, there's not enough rich people to pay for all this stuff. There is not mm. enough money in the system for this. No? Stuff to pay. No. No. No, not at all. Not at all. They already pay, like statistically, the top 1% pay um, 50% of taxes. The top 5% pay like 75% of taxes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a pretty... It's a pretty leaning in one way direction scale. Um, so this is what uh, made her. It's made a good her, thing you're not rich, Chris. That's for sure. Mayor, <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Mayor Pete had this to say. Well, the gas tax has traditionally been part of how we fund the highway trust fund, but we know that it can't be the answer forever because we're going to be using less and less gas. We're trying to electrify the vehicle fleet. Uh, so if there's a way to do it that doesn't increase the burden on uh, the middle class, we can look at it. But if we do, we got to recognize that's still not going to be the long-term answer. What about a mileage-based tax? So I think that shows a lot of promise. If, if we believe in that so-called user pays principle, the idea that part of how we pay for roads is you pay based on how much you drive, uh, the gas tax used to be the obvious way to do it. It's not anymore. So a so-called vehicle miles traveled tax or mileage tax, whatever you want to call it, could be a way to do it. So that's going to be an honor system, right? I'm just going to go I know, on a website. Hold on. Hold on. I know where you're going with this. Well, yeah, I, I drove 15,000 miles last year. I know year. where you're Trust going me. with this. Slow down. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I agree that a usage tax in theory makes sense, but you're talking about, okay, how do we actually get the information of how much people drove. Well, we, that's what I'm saying is how do you get that information? That's my question. It's an honor system, right? That's no, what we're, no, what? no, obviously we can't do that. So we're going to either, there's two ways to do this. Mm-hmm. One is you can add a tax to the charging stations. Okay, so charging stations will, will have some sort of tax on them. That won't work because it's the same type of power that powers your vehicle as powers your house and your refrigerator. And I your think that there would probably else. be a way to mm. figure that out. Then people will easily retrofit their refrigerator that actually is charging okay. their car. So maybe that's not going to work. That will not work. The other way is they have to track your car. Right. Which, right. yeah, we obviously do not like that idea, but at the same time, a lot of vehicles already do. Yeah, but it's not. It's not government it's data. Different. It's manufacturer data. It's different, right? It's just and it's feel, usually anonymized. It it feels different. Yes, I agree. I don't. I don't really like the idea of the government. Knowing I don't mind when, the idea of when just I went somewhere, toll roads, where I went. Yeah, but they don't know when I go through the toll thing. That's anonymous. I take a ticket. Right. I'm saying that's great. Ticket. Let's do that. Tolls are. You can't generate enough revenue on tolls. You can do that to pay for like three ninety four or something like that. Sure, but that's not going to pay for all the roads. And there's millions of miles of roads that aren't freeways. Right, it's just not enough. You can money. do tolls on freeways and then just local taxes cover, or just people local. are going to start not driving on the tolls. They'll just drive on the city streets. I don't, I don't think tolls are the answer. I think they work great on like the turnpike where you're traveling long distances. I think that works fine. Right, but it's not going to work for for this. It's not going to work. So, so it's going to be it's going to be vehicle tracking. It's going to be vehicle tracking. They're going to know when you left. How far you drove. Oh, and then think about the implications of your, your advertisements you're going to see now. What do you mean? Oh, they're going to track exactly where you went. Now billboards are going to show up specifically to what your vehicle is seeing. It's like the BMW warrant, warranty thing. Remember we talked about that? That it would sees be a, a BMW and it's like, have you done your warranty? That would be a hellacious invasion of privacy. Oh, it will happen. Oh, that would be 100%. Horrible, horrible invasion of privacy. I don't oh, think, yeah. I don't, if the government starts letting people's data of where they're going out to private companies, it would be the end of the world. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. However, they probably are going to have a database of where you went, and they're going to have a database of who CIA else. CIA probably already does. Well, with your phones and everything, yeah. But it's just it feels weird when it's the government doing it. It just feels sticky. I don't like sticky. it. Sticky. <laughs> when the government's doing it, it's way different than if Verizon's doing it. I don't like that that these companies do it, but I know they're doing it, and you know, I can choose not to do it. I can't choose not to drive a car. Sure, you can. You can choose not to have a phone just as much, uh, probably less than you can choose not to have a car. I can't choose not to have a car. I need. I need to travel. I need. I need the freedom to travel. I need right. to be able to move about. I, you I, do have other options. Yeah, I can go live in the city where there's like 50 people getting shot every night. I'm just saying, it's more unlikely for you to not have a phone than it is for you to not have a car. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Next story. 
apparently Lexus wants you to listen to vinyl. The right. latest Lexus to undergo modification for the company's marketing efforts is called the Lexus IS Wax. That's because it's for vinyl lovers and contains an actual car-mounted record player that Lexus claims does not skip. Sure now, it doesn't. <laughs> this is nothing new. So it will literally destroy your record in one oh, play. Yeah. Back in the 40s and 50s, all vehicles had like these record players that they tried to get to work. Just so desperately got to try to yes. get to work. Yes. Uh, earlier this month, we saw a sneaker homage to the Lexus IS, and now the IS Wax are part of Lexus's all-in campaign that lets influencers in creative fields loose on a luxury sedan. I don't know anything about this. So you're telling me that you just have these like artists like, and it stuff. It seems like the BMW that... art cars, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is to put the Lexus brand in front of others in that field, even if they are largely unrelated to anything automotive. Just last month, the company presented a gaming-themed IS. All right, I know what's going on. Okay, what's happening? Who buys Lexuses? I don't know. They are the new Cadillac. They are the old person car. I am sorry to say they are an old person car. Lexus. Uh, so what? So they're trying to reach out to the, the young youth. Community. Yes. Yeah. Gamers. It's influencers. The, the, the sneakerheads. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course. Lexus shows up gaming themed. In a Twitch community. From Twitch. Yeah. And then, I mean, actually the record. Oh my God. The inside of this Twitch car. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just screens and oh, cameras it's everywhere? Just, it's blue and purple oh, LEDs yeah. everywhere. Oh the my. The Twitch streaming community card. That's exactly Looks what like the inside doing. of my computer. It looks like Tron. Is what it looks like. Oh, that's cool. Look at the size of the screen in it. Click on the link and then grab the screen. The it's gaming like a inch monitor that you can't even. <laughs> okay, the exterior's kind of ugly. Wow! <laughs> Holy, that is not okay. Why are they trying to promote like literally gaming while driving? That's what this is. That's 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 got to be a thing, right? Gaming while driving, you're gonna pulled over for that. Well, hey, if you buy a Tesla, you can game and drive, probably. Well, Maybe. yeah, and you can do it on their screen. All right. Speaking of records, we're all about records, and this one is super cool. See what I did there? Not yet. Uh, the yeah. Lamborghini no, RS is not no, I got it by setting a new top speed record on ice at Lake Baikal in Russia's southern Siberia, which is the largest freshwater deepest lake in the world. The yeah, Baikal's a very big lake. I, I agree with it's you. Also it's also a manufacturer of shotguns. They it's bigger than like Lake Michigan? No. Oh. Because it says it's the Read it again. The largest freshwater and deepest lake in the world. Well, Lake Michigan is much bigger. Is it? Whatever, it doesn't matter. The impressive run was recorded during the Days of Speed event organized by the LAV Racing Company. Hell between who cares? And saw the Italian super SUV reach an impressive 185 miles per hour. 2.5 miles per hour less than the maximum speed achieved during the practice runs. This extreme challenge has once again proven that the Urus super SUV delivers the inherent performance expected of a Lamborghini in terms of acceleration (laughs) and top speed as well as handling. To unlock any road, be it highway, off-road, or even ice. Lamborghini's chief of Eastern Europe and CIS, Konstantin Saichev. We are excited to see the Urus's official results published. With flat tarmac rather than ice under its feet, the Urus is capable of accelerating 0 to 62 in 3.6 seconds, which, might I add, is slower than the Kia. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Holy crap. And, uh, oh, my God. See, this is the, it's a 4-liter twin-turbo V8, 641 horsepower, 627 pound-feet of torque, and it's slower than a Kia. Yeah. Uh, Lake Superior, for the record, is much larger, but Baikal is much deeper. Gotcha. So like it's going four by, times. Like volume of water or something like that. I don't even think that would make up for it. All right. Jake, what's the most you've ever played for a Volvo? I what, haven't paid anything for a Volvo What is the most before. you would ever pay oh, for I a Volvo? Oh, I would pay for a Volvo. I don't know. I know some of their newer ones are expensive, but I wouldn't buy one. So What if it had the license plate, quote, New York, and it was from New York? I don't. I don't like the idea of the whole like license plate secondhand market. That well, you're like, just it's mad big that no Europe. one's gonna buy RS4 as a no, license plate. No, I don't plate. care about that. I think it's. I assume it's already been. Would taken you pay again. the sum <laughs> oh, of twenty million dollars? <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I can the assure you says that. that the New York started issuing vanity plates in the late 1970s, and during that time, the seller's father managed to score the one and only New York vanity plate that says New York on it from Dupont. From Dupont? Oh, from the Dupont from Registry. From Dupont <laughs> Registry. Quote. In the late, in the late 1970s, <laughs> the bullet points are messed up. In the late 1970s, when I suggested to my father to order the plate, I knew it was special. 
I just never realized how special. Says yeah, the I didn't guy. Yeah, it was going to be worth $20 million. It's not worth $20 million. He's the guy who's trying to sell it for $20 million. It goes with the car, but can be transferred to another car of the owner's choosing. So you get a $20 million Volvo wagon. Yeah, well, you can transfer the title what, or transfer the plate. What is, right. the, what is, what is this thing going to go on? What kind of car? Who's what is New York? Yeah. What is someone buying this Volvo? They're gonna be they're gonna crush the thing. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, probably someone's like Rolls Royce Ghost or something like that. I was thinking a G sixty three AMG G Wagon. No, much more ostentatious than that. No more. Like a Maybach or something. Maybach. Some people are willing to pay absurd amounts of money for uncommon license plate. In 2008, a businesswoman paid $14.3 million for Abu Dhabi license plates with only the number one on them. Yeah, that's a different market. According that to is York a Post, totally different ballgame. According to your post, a set of UK plates reading F1 yep. for Formula One asked $20 million right. in 2018. So asked. It didn't go for that. The seller just has to be a rich person that really wants their car to say, New York, New York. That's so dumb. Yeah. Chris, how drunk do you have to be to crash a car into a plane? Or talented. How talented? Because if the is plane's the plane, fine. Is it moving? No, it's not. Then, not, then pretty drunk. <laughs> According to local sources, a Ukrainian engineer was driving his Volkswagen Toron. What's this a, a Toron? Toron? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I thought it was Toreg the first time I read it. Yeah, and it, now I'm seeing Toron, and I have no idea what a Toron is. He'll survive. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that happened earlier this month while he was intoxicated. Details are still hazy, as well as probably he was, but the engineer reportedly <laughs> drove onto part of an airfield and rear-ended a MiG-29. Following the collision, the two-engine fighter reportedly caught on fire, <laughs> which is made apparent by the photos here, which show a scorched tail as well as damaged jet nozzles. The Toron was also obviously damaged as the hood and windshield were smashed while the grill was absolutely obliterated. So I wonder if the guy had a, tra- a, uh, a cam in his car. A dash cam? cam? Dash cam. Because <laughs> most of those Russian dudes have dash cam. Oh, for sure. Yeah, to do that at dash cam. Yeah. I wonder if you yeah, have, the like, blended came out yeah, of the, the ten thousand slash twenty thousand dollar insurance, like the, the, the twenty thousand dollar liability. Da da. da. Zimig. Again, that's German. There's not enough. Can't do my Russian. Oh now. my god, the the plane cost twenty million dollars. Correct. Okay, this guy's done. Yeah, no one was seriously injured, as the driver reportedly only received minor bruises, but will be facing criminal charges. So yes. Gulag. Google 29's report to cost between 11 to 20 million dollars US dollars and if that wasn't bad enough it's interesting to note that the Ukrainian Air Force consists of only 24 MiG-29s so this incident took out 4% of an entire Air Force fleet pretty good I mean if <laughs> Russia is really happy about this I think they're probably all dialed in Oh. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. Today, guys, we will see you on what do we got? Monday, we've got our next. Uh... Yeah. So we have what I am calling the best automotive scandals of all time. Yes. Yes. And this it is going to be a multi-part so much fun series. So we're going to have probably two, three episodes with this. The part one is on Monday. I hope you guys like it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review if you haven't left one yet. Write a new one. <laughs> update 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 your review that would really help us out we would really really appreciate it we will see you guys on monday take care start spreading the news i'm leaving today i want to be a part of it new york new york these vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and find I'm king of the hill top of the heap Little Town Blue